I asked you what your favorite quote was, so I'm going to read it. Growth doesn't come with a single action. It's a consequence of persistence, courage, and hard work. So my question to you is, how are you persistent? Never giving up. Never give up. Never give up. Always there on the battle and the battle and just giving the best of me for this to be the perfect one. There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. I'm here at PCA 2021, and I'm sitting down with Raquel Casada of Casada Cigars. Raquel, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Hi. Yes. Rob, thank you for having me here. I'm very, very excited. I love it. And I can't wait to see what today brings. Exactly. <laughs> great conversation, great company, and great cigars. Thank you. Enjoy. Yes. I have to ask, what is Dance V? XN. Oh, that's like a dance that I do. It's just like um, this girl in Miami, she came up with this dance. So you know Zumba? Yeah. So it's pretty much like that, but more dancing. It's like a more ah. sensual sensual dance, but it's it's not bad. It's okay. But I do that all the time. And then it's like become like really popular worldwide. Sure. And, and then there's like te specific teachers in each country. It's like, um, so do you teach it? No, I don't teach it. Okay. I just take it. But then we have like a really nice groove in my town and then it's become like really popular and people, all, every time I walk to like even the bank or something, people are like, oh, I saw you dancing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. How did they see like, you dancing? To the club? In the videos. Yeah. On Instagram. Oh, through the videos. Yeah. You can, you can watch that too. <laughs> Perfect. I didn't even think. I, I am like a Zumba teacher. I, I got like certified and everything. But on this one, it's like my knees are like not good anymore. And it's a lot of uh, it's it's hard work. Right. So Zumba is. But this one's not. This, or this, one, this, this one is. This one is like ah. like harder. Oh, wow. Yeah. On your knees and on your like specific like muscles. Sure. Because you do a lot of dancing, I guess. <laughs> So. I danced competitively when I was uh, from third grade till really? high school. Yeah. What did you dance for? Uh, it was like, you know, production. Like you would compete on a stage against everyone else. So it was like, you know, tap, jazz, hip hop, yeah. lyrical, the whole nine. Really? It's a lot of fun. Oh my God. I love dancing. I think I was a dancer in my other life. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love it. It hits like a rhythmic, soulful, like wow, yeah, real passionate. For me, it's like no stress, just like the whole day you leave it behind and you just like, you know, express yourself and just be you and have exactly. fun. Exactly. Wow, it's amazing. And it has no language barrier. Exactly. Which I love. How come you just like out of the blue, you just decided you wanted to dance? No, my mom, my mom oh. was like, uh, you should you should sign up for dance. And I was like, dancing is for girls. Uh -huh. And then she brought me by the studio where they had pictures of boys. And I was like, uh, and I made a bet with her or a deal with her. I was like, I'll do it, but I'll only dance with the boys. Okay. And that no lasted girls. all of a year. Cause then I was like, <laughs> finally it. got to that maturity level of like, Oh, I 
do like girls like and girls. I want to dance with oh, them. Girls. So specifically with this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it got it got to be really contagious after that. Then it was like production after production after production wow. and line and everything. It's it a lot when, of fun. When did you decide that you're not going to do it anymore? Well, I went all the way until I graduated high school because that's basically what it is, right? Uh, it's just okay. like another recreational activity for students to do. Like a side thing. Yeah, like like a sport. But, okay. You know, like... Ah, instead of taking know. volleyball or... Yeah, like, exactly. Or, instead wow. of doing baseball, I did that. Well, I did baseball too, but I was heavy dance. Like, it was, you know five days a week wow. weekends you would do competitions yeah, that's like, a, like a, when you're like an athlete yeah it was a lot of fun kept me out of trouble exactly it made me do my homework exactly because i couldn't go to dance unless i got my homework done so procrastination was nipped in the butt right away wow so my very, son's like that he's yeah. like a professional well he's like a high-end golfer he's young but he's like focused He's into training, you know, no drinking, no going out. So that way it's like. So he wants to be on the PGA Tour yeah. at some point. He has like next week, we're going to go to Florida for a tournament. And then at the end of the month, he's going to be playing for Dominican Republic team, golf team. Wow. Internationally. So he's all in. Yeah. So he just grow. Is he always on the golf course? Yeah, always all day all time and and when he's done he wants to go back again and then it's 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 like big time so do you have to tell him to get his homework done before he goes to golf? he's a good student though is he? he's like on, like he's always like a straight a student sure so <laughs> that's the blessing so, exactly that's, that's a, a huge blessing. blessing especially in boys on this time of um age uh, like time how old is he he's he's gonna be 14 next month okay so Let's he's just what? entering that phase you know, like, of like boys now like when i was growing up when i was 14 now when they're 12 they're already doing what i was doing when i was 15. so they're really ahead of time right because times are fast yeah so at the end he's already you know kids are drinking and going to parties and doing all this it's like so can they drink at that age in the dr they can't but they can get it they but they can get, can get, get it. Drink, yeah. Sure. Just like everyone else in high school is like, you're not supposed to drink, but you can. But you know what? Like I was brought up in a family where you could smoke and that ended up in drinking too. Sure. So it was, it was fine. My dad, I mean, the cigars were all there. The drinking was all there. So for me, there was no, there was not, there wasn't like a barrier of no, you can't drink. Oh, no, you can't smoke. So, oh, you want to go ahead, you know? So right. for me, with my son, I did the same. Sure. I mean, if you want to, let's do it with me. Yes. Go come here and we'll do it together. And educate it. Yeah. <sighs> I got to ask, growing up in a cigar family, you said, you know, cigars were out. The alcohol was out. You learned. Everything was out. So do you have like some unwritten rule as family members? Like we're not going to talk about cigars at certain points uh, or at well, certain that was areas. A tough. <laughs> yeah. We tried to do the rule, but we we ended up breaking the rule. <laughs> sure. And what was the rule? Like while you're like, at home? Yeah, while we're at home or we're like Sundays were like family lunch mm -hmm. always. So we decided like if it's Saturday you can talk about it, but it's Sunday it's like rule you can't talk about it. But then we always ended up breaking the rule. And then my mom ended up being like really, you know, sad about it. It's like, oh, we talked about it. We said we were not going to do it. And you always end up doing this. 
but you know it's you, inevitable you can't you right can't. <laughs> with my dad is like right there was always something he oh remember me on monday that i have to do this and this or remember me that the blend that i did last week i need to tweak it or, and i'm like and then i used to take notes <laughs> yeah exactly yeah okay i guess i'm just gonna be your okay. secretary today <laughs> exactly so it. at the end we always ended up you know like talking about and then my dad is so passionate about it that it's an he can't you know it, it was yeah. always cigars it's what cigars, you're always doing tobacco yeah. <laughs> yeah so me and my sister we were always on that i love that so you try to set some boundaries but at the end of the day if you break them, no one's really upset. No, no. just my mom. <laughs> yeah, just your mom. Because then mom. we were all part of the team, just right. but her. So. Yeah, she's like feeling out of the loop, I bet. You yeah, know, like. Totally. Always. <laughs> really? She was always like out of the loop. So she was always a little. But then we, we, we went back to the, you know, topics of just regular right. things and then back to tobacco and then back to family and then back and forth, back and forth. Sure. So. Does she like being out of the loop? Is that like refreshing to her? Um, I don't know. I, I think at times she wanted to be in it, but then at times she was just, well, just do your thing and enjoy your thing and that's it. Yeah. You know, Dominican families or Cubans or we're all like so mixed. Uh, but the mom was always more on the side. <laughs> but then my dad had only girls, so he had no options. He had to like wow. get us in the loop. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, they told him we were, we were going to be boys because there was like no technology or anything. So like my room was all blue. Oh, no. And I was going to be Manuel. So then when I came in, <laughs> it was Raquel. <laughs> guess, guess I'm they the were oldest, wrong. I'm the oldest one. Of how many? Of two. Of two. Two girls. Got it. And then my sister was supposed to be another boy and then was another girl. Do you think that doctor was just like trying to say what they wanted to hear? <laughs> I think I'm so. sure you just want to hear this. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know. But in, in Latin families, like boys are very important because they're the ones that are going to be like taking over the family business or whatever. So for my dad was a little tough. But then I think throughout the years, he really realized that it was better to have girls than boys. <laughs> Exactly. And now there's no longer that stigma that girls can't take over the family business. No, not anymore. Yeah. And then let me tell you something. Throughout the years, he he tapped me like in the back and said, you know, I'm so proud of you. And that's that was really big for me. Like, yeah. At some point, because, you know, you work so hard and then. Right. And then your dad that always wanted to have something different is really telling you yeah, i'm so proud of you you know it's yeah that affirmation is huge as a kid it's huge. and even still today yeah he still tells me oh that's awesome <laughs> he that's did great. like a few weeks ago you know he tells me i'm so proud of you and it's hard for a man you know to at least in my culture right to realize to be vulnerable that. and express yeah, that. yeah and express yeah and for my dad you know coming from leaving Cuba so early, like in his stage of life. And then his mother like passed away when they got to Dominican Republic. And then he went to Vietnam and all these like events in his life so hard. Right. It's even like harder to really express what he really feels. But then he throughout the years, I mean, he was really, really, really like, I'm so proud of you. That's girls. awesome. I get, I get I get goosebumps. <laughs> I bet, because it means a lot. It does, it does. Especially you know, like you work so hard, and you try to make him proud, and someday he calls you out. 
because he he used to have like this when we were at the other factory because we moved like 11 years ago from one free zone to the other and he he had like this extension and like a speakerphone on the whole factory and he was like Raquel Casada 231 and you're like uh, your heart starts beating and it's like oh my god what did I do wrong right and then you ran to see him and then he's just telling you you know like sit here and like I'm, I'm so proud of you he just wanted to tell you how proud he is of yep, you yep that's so, great yeah, I know at least he knows to do it when he feels it right because some people feel it and then don't express it so that's but perfect but I'm telling you it's hard to express it but when you're ready you're ready yeah and then you just like tell him that's awesome so I do that with my son all the time because it's really important you know like on your growing stage of life yes and you just have the one boy. son one boy yes nice Rodrigo that's awesome. He's going to be 14 next month. <laughs> Congrats to him. Let's go. I know. Let's go get on the PGA Tour. Yeah. We'll see like in a few years. Uh, I'll tell you, Rob. Yes. I told you. Let's do <laughs> we it. We talked about it. I'm, I want to go to the what, the inaugural PGA opening. Yes, and we'll celebrate with the And we'll celebrate and we'll and cheer him on. <laughs> We're very proud of you. <laughs> Love it. Totally. Speaking of being proud, you had shared with Ben when you did the live that you did a blend without your dad knowing. Yes. How difficult is it to try to do a blend without your dad who knows everything that's going on at the factory? Oh, yes. How did you, you know, keep that under wraps? My dad, like when you when you go like blind tasting with him, you bring cigars and he knows. He knows like if this seed from this place and this thing, he knows like he tells you, oh, this is like Curio 98 from this place or he, this is Olor or this is Cuban seed grown and whatever and for me it was like you know this is very challenging yeah but one day he always used to tell me he used to write in a little piece of paper like um, you know like do this plan and then go and then bring it to me when it's ready in a few days or whatever sometimes we'll do just like something fast which is like no technique or anything just right. like some cigars but sometimes it was just like in a few days. So that day he gives me this little paper, just like usual, and I leave. And then when I bring the cigars, I tweak the whole thing. <laughs> it's like I put another tobacco in. So you tweaked the whole what he wanted. <laughs> was it even resembling the cigar blend that he wanted at all? No. <laughs> what made you think that you could tweak it? Well, because I was like, you know, I was, I was on it and I was doing like a few things without him knowing. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna this is my thing and I'm gonna do this so I just like went I tweaked it and I so what I did was when I came back I put the cigars on his table and ran I just like I literally like left Ow. and disappeared like David Copperfield yes <laughs> and like in a few minutes or sometime he starts like again in that speaker thing he said Raquel Casada to the and his voice I don't know it's, it's really like you know strong voice so I'm like oh my god I'm in deep trouble <laughs> he knows so that i tweaked he knows it that i changed the whole thing so when i go in i was like yes you know with my little face of <laughs> good girl raquel yeah because i was always a good girl my sister yeah, was yeah, more yeah, yeah. the, the rebe rebellion <laughs> the rebel yes yeah. and i was like always you know but that day i was like <laughs> rebellious so he's like what did you do to this did you change my blend raquel are you serious are you, are you telling me i'm like I did. 
He's like, you know what? I love it. <laughs> oh, you lucked out. You lucked out. You. So at the end, that cigar was a Fonseca Cubano Limitado at that time, like many years ago. So the box came out with a sticker saying made by Raquel and Manuel Casal. I love it. I know. It's really exciting. That was like my first thing that I did big on, you know, I love it. blending. Because, you know, like my dad always said, like, you have to go like through all the different stages because when you're like you know like in a department and somebody comes with a problem or something that happened you really need to know what's going on so you can either help them or make it better or say no let's do it this way or so at the end I went from when I because I had studied abroad for a few years so then when I came back I spent like several months just in different departments you know like doing this like classifying tobacco um, classifying wrapper. I remember classifying colors for me was like so exhausting because you have all these different colors and all these different cigars that have to be shipped like all in the same color in a box because in, in the factory they're very very rigorous with that like the, the boxes have to come out like yeah you don't want a lot of color variation in uh, one box it'll, then, it'll yeah, look and bad then, and then the cigars have to be like all on the same um, rolled in the same way and and you know you have to so many different quality things so at the end for me it was like exhausting i used to be like can do i have to be here for so long <laughs> i don't want to can you just like let me leave no no and let me tell you something now i go on the shipping department and i see the lady on the table with the cigars and i could be like really far away and i would go like this out this gone this here and I really appreciate what he did because now I know the importance of that. And at the time it was like, oh my God, it's really exhausting. It, and it was frustrating because right. you can't, it's not easy. No. I mean, you, it's like, because when you have like seven hours working in that, you Mentally get all exhausting. mixed, exhausted. And then, but now I go and I'm like, so fast. Yeah, you can't the, learn it unless you unless do it. You, unless you struggle there. Yeah. <laughs> For exactly. a few days. Yeah. <laughs> or weeks. So I did. I'd even roll cigars and I'm not good at it, but I can roll the cigars and sure. do the bunch and everything. I, I like more bunching than, than rolling because you have to have a lot of crafting on your hands. If you're not born with that, it's a little tough. <laughs> sure. But I can do it. Right. But it's not my specialty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, so I did like all the departments things and but at the end I I ended up like doing this I ended up in production for for a few years and I bought the tobacco and I was with the cigar makers for a few years and that was something that I really enjoyed and I also have like another story with the supplier of one of the fillers that we had yeah then my dad always used to go but then when I started then I used to go and he used to call my dad's like, please don't send her back. She's gonna back. She's I'm gonna go back because I used to go and put all the bales like on a different like line. And I used to like with a sharpie like mark all my the ones that I wanted with my initials on. <laughs> Love it. And he was like, don't don't send her back because she didn't want to deal with it. I know because I always used to take the best ones. And he's like, oh, you don't want the bad ones. You only want the good ones. So I was like, I started like marking all my bales and putting all my initials. And I was like, so when I received my tobacco, I had all my bales marked. <laughs> no switching out my no bales. No switching my bales. <laughs> that's right. So that's something I really enjoy. I love that, that part of the, 
That's awesome. The, that that was like one of my stages. On, I've been in the factory for 21 years. So you've been in the factory for 21, 21 years. years. Holy cow! Yeah, I'm a baby still, but it's been 21. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up in a tobacco family, at what point in your life did it click that your dad or your family's different? than other families because of the global impact yeah, your yeah. brand has. Um, let me tell you something, Rob. I think like when you're born in this type of family, I think you realize this from the very beginning. Really? I mean, when, when I saw my grandfather smoking in the car with the windows up and it wasn't even bothering me, I said, you know what? I'm in and this is no turning back. <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you don't love it, you can't be in it. Because it's tough. I mean, smoking all day, being in the warehouses, being in the fermentation process, you know, and my dad, I mean, we used to be like, he loves talking inside all these like, you know, heated <laughs> um, rooms. And I'm like, can we talk outside? <laughs> no, we, we're going to talk here. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, I, I was just suggesting, you know, <laughs> no. So like, you know, being a girl, your hair and your clothing and everything, it's like, but for me, it's like, it's a legacy that I inherited it and, and I'm really proud of it. And, and I'm here until God gives me the opportunity to keep on um, telling the world that I'm happy about it and I'm very right. proud of it. And you also did, so you talked about going uh, stateside for some schooling at BA in Boston. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> Boston is my favorite city. Oh, no. After me. In America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such an easy city to get around in. Oh, my God. I love it. I got it. a good buddy who lives up on the Brook Line. The Green oh, Line. Uh -huh. It's a great the area. The Green Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really easy to go around. And I have to ask, did you ever eat Emac and Bolio's ice cream? The ice cream. And I'm... So it's like a very 70s themed shop. Oh god, I missed the, I had to go back then. <laughs> oh yeah. And the they would take a waffle cone and run the outside around the rim in marshmallow and then stick cereal to it like fruit oh loops god. or uh, or lucky charms, I can imagine. Yeah. I'll and die. Yeah. And then amazing ice cream inside. Really? It's my best. Is what what the what brand is it, there's like a specific place that it's you go? It's called Emac and Bolios. Bolios. It's named after two homeless guys. But where is it at though? Like it's just in Boston. Around, all yeah. over. Kinda like, you know, just like a pop up little ice because cream. Because I remember shop. like Ben and Jerry's was everywhere. Like right. there's a few things that were everywhere. It's kinda real local to the Boston oh. area. Well, I mean I was they have there, franchises. I was up. there for four years, so but I have to go back then and, yeah. and try it. <laughs> try Emac and Bowlers. You'll love it. You know, I didn't want to come back from Boston. But then my dad said one day, either you come back or you're on your own. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. I'm I think I'm packing back. my bags and leaving now. You wanted to stay though. Yeah. Well, I went for, one, for, for just one year and I stayed for four years. How so did I, you eke out another four years uh, on that? Well, you know. Did you tell dad, we're I got to do this. We get around. I got to do this. <laughs> I got to keep doing Oh, this. there's a really good opportunity on this program at this yeah. university. <laughs> yeah, you were working it hard. It's a <laughs> yeah. great town to be in. Oh, my God. I, I have love it. amazing friends from that time that I still, we get together and I really connected. Like from a lot of different countries, you know, like Venezuela and Colombia and all these right. places. Costa Rica. And we're still friends. And now with all this social media, it's even better. Right. 
We're like so connected. I when I'm, you first arrived at Boston, what was the most shocking thing that you experienced? The weather. Oh my oh, God. Oh really? Was it cold? Oh my God. What year was it or what time of year did you end up going to Boston for school? It was August? 97. It was that winter of 97. Winter of 97. Yeah. So, and I got like really bad winters. It's like I even had like a snowstorm in the middle of me going to school in my car. Imagine this tropical girl <laughs> just arrived in Boston with a snowstorm in the middle of nowhere. And, and you've I was, like, never experienced crying. snow in your entire life. <laughs> no, not even driving in right. snow, which is like a totally different experience. Did you experience. have a car in Boston? Yeah, I had a car. That's insane. Well, you get around. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson like very fast because I used to go. I lived like in Mass Ave and I used to go to Harvard Extension School in Cambridge. So yeah. I started like taking the bus. But at one point I said, you know what, dad? I need a car. He's <laughs> like, okay, get whatever you want. I'm like, okay. Great. <laughs> Why not? I wouldn't drive around. The, my buddy, he didn't even drive his car for a year because of all the public transportation. So easy to so easy. jump on the train the and get somewhere. Like so, so easy. So easy. And that's kind of what I loved about it. I had a bus, like really like a stop right there. But then my, my classes were like really late until 10 o'clock at mm. night. So I said, you know, that makes more it, sense. You know, it's a little, it's not dangerous, but it's 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 got a car because you know it's more convenient for me to get at ten o'clock after I get out. I get at home like at eleven. You know, yeah. the bus has all these stops. Let's get our cars. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> I there convinced you go. them. <laughs> so then, would you and your friends get out of the city and go to more? Like, I went to Worcester. Yeah, that well, was a we great go to, town. But then we went to like newport and different yeah and then would you ever go into new york city from there no 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 i didn't drive to new york no no, <laughs> no too I think much we drove like one time and that was it for me because we got lost and all. oh yeah <laughs> it wasn't like a really good experience so we decided we're not we're not going to do that anymore but we do we drove to like um newport and Maybe like Martha's Vineyard or whatever was closed. Sure. So at the end, yes, we drove to different places. Oh, we went skiing one time. Skiing? Um, I don't remember what, something closed. It was How famous. I was skiing for the first time, oh never being God, on snow. Oh my God, I love it, I love you it. You love it? I, I was really good at it too. <laughs> really? Yes. What made you good at it? You have no experience, do know. you? Well, my dad was always like really into skiing. So we used to go like skiing to Colorado. Okay. And. And probably when I went to Boston, I had skied for like two years maybe before. So I wasn't that good. But then we kept the skiing for other years. So we did like um, black ones and blue ones. and So you so, already had some experience some with experience, the snow. And yeah. But let me tell you, it's not it's not easy. No, it's yeah. Tough. I know. And Especially if you're with dancer, all that equipment you have and you have to carry. You know. But if you're a dancer, you have good body awareness. Yeah, I was always like really sport. I was yeah. really into sport. I was a tennis player too at one That's point. That's right, you like tennis. And I was a little good at it too. <laughs> nice. I got to be like six of Dominican Republic at one point. Really? Yeah. Tennis is not an easy sport. Uh, no, and I love it. Me and my but, wife tried to play it, it's not easy. No, but let me tell you something. If you start like when you're young, it's easier. I think it's sure. like riding a bike. Like, right. Once you start and it's you know... It's a lot know, of muscle memory. Nah, knowing exactly. how to hit that the ball. The memory, you would not forget. And you can ride a bike and even now and you know. So tennis is pretty much the same. If you learn it when you're young, then I can... I mean, I've been, I haven't played like in two years. And if I start right now, 
I'll, I'll get my swing so right away. So you still don't play just for fun? I do sometimes, but I now I'm Not like regular. more into like dancing and stuff. But but I do play sometimes, and my husband plays, and my son plays too. Sure. So it's a whole family affair. And my dad and my mom play too. You guys and can my play dad, doubles. Uh, yeah, and my dad played like a few weeks ago. Really? And he did good. Yeah, he plays with um, Albert Montserrat from Cigar Rings. Okay. You probably know. Yep. So they do, and Lito. They do the... Lito. Lito, Lito Gomez yeah. of LFT. <laughs> they play all together. What is it like growing up around all these like cigar icons and just like, in, in, they're included in your family, basically. I know. And let me tell you something, like in Dominican Republic, we're all very like close, you know? Yeah. Like Mr. Kellner is like, I, he's like my dad too. He was just in the booth a few hours ago and you were just like chatting and talking and it's really it's really important to have like that relationship with right. all these i mean we're competitors but at the end we're also like a big family it's like we have our boundaries you know you, you know you're the you're my competition but it's very important also to get along so we can show the world that the our cigars are important but do you think the idea behind competitors is different from an American perspective versus like a Dominican Republic perspective? We try to be like a big family and try to work together for the country. Right. So as we work that hard, then we just get along really good as other may not get so good along. <laughs> <laughs> so there are other people in Dominican that you don't get along with? Yeah, well. another or maybe other countries maybe. Sure. But in but in Dominican the pro cigar like commu community yep. gets what gets I mean we we go like even for meetings that are not even meetings just like cocktails and and just talk about you know the world and what's going on and the cigar business and everything so at the end we get along really good it's like it's not only business we also do like more of our relationship right we just like build like build a relationship. Like Hanky Kellner is like another father. And like my other father. And Lito, I mean, plays tennis with my dad and and everybody else. Uh, who else is there? Uh, a, a, um, Flores. A Flores. Oh, yeah. hi, Flores. And then there's Ciro from Puente and even Carlitos too. And the daughters, she, uh, she was here a little bit, yeah. a little while ago. We were Love just it. chatting and we're going to have another interview on Monday together. So... And then we write, we write on Instagram, you know, it's, we're going to yeah. kill it. We're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. be, you know, we're the women of this. So we're That's always awesome. like, <laughs> That's so awesome. So I think it's very important that also our, our parents like our, showed us that that relationship is also important to build because we're the ones growing, you know, coming the along. The next generation. The next generation. Yeah. So that even Tony, um, we did a pro cigar like, in Nirka from Reyes. Yep. We did like a few years ago. Uh, we played it like in a band and me and Nico, we, we sang at a pro cigar and, Le and Lito and Hanky were playing the, the guitar and A Flores too. And Tony was also singing. It was crazy. I love it. <laughs> you guys could start a little band here oh. after, uh, after the show. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> and play it <laughs> at our booth. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So. No, no better way to entertain people than just have a good time playing. I love it. That's amazing. So that, so that relationship, really, we got it from our parents, and we're we're building we're bit building it, and it's gonna keep on growing. It's awesome. It's really important. So growing up in a family that basically could be considered farmers, 
exactly, because that's another story. Did we were you bakers. run through the fields as children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to like run around on the fields and on the bales. That's like another like inside joke that, that we have in our in our family. It's like, oh, we used to just like run in the bales and you know like just like hop on them and be just like, hop on like them, run all over them, do whatever you want. Yeah, there's people in the factory that have been working for 45 years or more because our factory has like 40 it's, it was like 1974 so um it's gonna be it's 47 years so they they'll tell me like oh my god i remember when you were a little girl you know this little blonde girl like running around everywhere and i right. remember and it's really like so satisfying you know like these people are still rolling cigars in my factory in our factory and and they saw me you know like come you know grow up on this fabulous industry yeah they, they've seen you come up come up and in all these stages and now you know like did you ever get yelled at by somebody then while you're playing around and you go oh shoot I oh yeah we did it's like i remember one time one of my cousins <laughs> oh my god he like wrote his like signature and one of the on the um, aging room you know that that's like all covered in cedar yeah and everything so he wrote he started writing his signature all over the <laughs> all over the cedar all over the cedar and he we got really like grounded i remember that. <laughs> i think that story i never told it before that's a good one <laughs> and he's not like a grown-up and he has his own company and everything so <laughs> don't write on the cedar in the aging room you are going to get in trouble no and i remember like also growing up like the cigar he, we used to like leave him maybe like on you know and just like keep on running around and it was like it's dangerous you know right. it's like just be careful so we were always like being washed out there's a lot we of were... workers probably watching you guys as you ran around <laughs> yes it those was are the Casada kids watch yeah. out for them <laughs> yeah we were a few so I know hard. some of the Kellners always talk about you got to be careful when you run through the fields so you don't break the tobacco leaves because otherwise you're really going to get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember my dad always like picking up leaves from the floor. You know, maybe somebody like that's something that I learned. Like always like be aware of what's on the floor. Because if like one leaf, you're saving the whole world, you know, right. like the whole factory. So that was something that I learned from. So you learned to be mindful of your surroundings yeah, of, in case yeah, something yeah, got misplaced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, like a cigar that might have, yeah, misplaced or something. Like, you're always aware. And my dad is very strict on that. Is he? Yes. He's very Don't screw up the operation. <laughs> yes. Always be, like, careful about it and, you know, like, save, a, like, a save a tree. <laughs> save the factory. Save everything. <laughs> yes. Because it takes a long time. Yeah. To grow all this. I know. I mean, once you see the whole operation thing, you really realize, oh my God, this is so, such a hard work. And right. and these people, you know, they have their own families and their own things at home. And then they come here at seven in the morning and it's, you know, like they're there 6.45 a.m. And then it's 4.30 in the afternoon and they're still rolling cigars. I mean, it's a lot of effort and a lot of sacrifices you do day to day that you really have to be aware to really enjoy, you know, right. this that you're smoking that, that you maybe take for granted, you know, and it's it's a lot of hard work and yeah, a lot just, of people. It doesn't take just a couple months to produce this. This no. takes years. Years. And a lot of hands, you know. Right. Was there any part of the 
cigar process, you've already talked about the parts that you didn't like, which was coloring. And of course, <laughs> you like the buying part. But was there anything that actually shocked you? You're like, wow, I didn't know we actually had to do this um, in order to make cigars. Well, overall, per se, I mean, just the whole process. Once you realize it's such hard work, then you realize, oh, my God, this is really hard. But specifically, I think everything. I mean, from, you know, getting the tobacco from the fields, all the processes you have to do, like wet the tobacco and then just fermenting it. And then, you know, the day to day, the if it's heated, if it's already from I mean, all the all those different things is it's it's a lot of for me it was shocking. It's like you never realize even once you learn of it or you are aware of it, then you say, "Oh my God, this is this is this is um, gold." Right. <laughs> you, was there ever a time where you saw your dad struggle or get stumped by something, and you thought, yeah. "Oh wow"? I mean, that when you experience with different seasons and tobaccos that you don't know how they're gonna react. I mean, I I experienced with them working together like growing up and just like learning sometimes tobacco got messed you know messed up and and sometimes a whole crop maybe because it was a lot of rain or a lot of dry and you lose a lot of time and money and you're like oh my god this is it's like the passion keeps on keeps you going but sure it's tough i saw my dad struggle at times you know with different tobaccos and maybe they put it in a different um fermentation process or in a different packaging you know i remember that maybe the tercios that you do with um, the palm uh bog and you do like a different process he struggled with that because that's like a cuban thing they did like okay. back in the times and he wanted to do it in dominican so they started doing it and and it was hard i mean now it's 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 a piece of cake. Is it the one where you wrap the tobacco really tight and yeah, palm yeah, leaves? Yeah, exactly. Like a pole? Like a pole, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then what you is put it called? It, and do you? Uh-huh, and do yous. Okay. And then you just like put it in, in those, it's like a palm tree, like yeah. dry. And then I remember that was about more than 20 years ago. Because now it's very easy, you know? <laughs> like you learn your lesson well, but at the time it was tough. So I saw my dad struggle at times, you know, with some tobaccos and... But at the end, you just learn and you keep right. on going. <laughs> what about a project that you thought this is going to be great and it turns sour oh and you're God. like, this isn't happening? No, you know what? I'm going to tell you better. The one that we decided we were going to do and it was a success. <laughs> oh, good. Thank so, God. So we, well, my dad never wanted to put like the Casada um, last name in our products. He was very hesitant all the time. He was always, you know, we had like our brands and different names. But then the younger generation wanted to do because it's our, you know, it's our last name. It comes from Cuba, from Spain. It has a whole history behind it. So we said, we have to do this. So, but he was really like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So we started blending like behind his back. 
We we came, we came with the Casada 35th anniversary. It was like a um, more blending behind your dad's back. What are you doing, Raquel? <laughs> what are you doing? But this time I had I had my bag. I have a oh, bag though because other I'm like all their, yeah, 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 yeah. like my okay. cousins and my sister. At that time, we all worked together. So um, so we did that, and even Michael Herklets too, like oh. helped a little of that. <laughs> And then we, we we came out with the Casada 35th. So what we did was this was like really mind-boggling. <laughs> so we went to New York at the townhouse in Nat Sherman's townhouse at that time, and we did like this really big event. So we're gonna release the 35th, and he didn't even know we were gonna release the cigar. He thought he didn't we didn't know a cigar was gonna come out of his factory. No! How did you guys keep that under wraps? We told him we were just gonna, you know, like his his uh, legacy. We were just gonna, you know, honor him on all that he had done oh, in the, the cigar industry. And That's the what the party's yeah, for. Yeah, so okay. we were gonna honor him. So he'll go along. Yeah, he was like, oh, perfect, we'll do that. And then everybody came along. Even my mom was there, and so when we started because everybody like spoke and we, we spoke about him and we talked about you know we talked about the the project and the cigar it was very very emotional oh, I he, bet. he approved of it and then when we came to the PCA at that time IBCBR we sold we only did like a certain amount of boxes you know because it was uh, the first product we were making right. <laughs> so it was probably like about 2,000 boxes or 3,000 I can't remember the exact um, quantity but we saw like the first day of the show, all the boxes of the oh. 35th. And let me tell you something, people still like write to me, do you have any of those 35 boxes over there that I could buy or like you could, you Ooh, know. It's a coveted cigar. Yeah, it was. It's really, a unicorn now. Yeah, exactly. So now so it's really successful. We had a great time. You know, even the sneaking part of it was really fun. <laughs> And so you, at the was end, he shocked. He was very shocked, but he was very, very, very emotional. He, we even like cried and everything. He was very proud of us. At the end, he just like you know put his foot down and said, you know what, let's go. And then after that, we we came with the Casada Tributo and the Casada España, the Casada 1974. So we have all these different lines on the Casada line and the Casada Reserva Privada, the Barber Bowl. We have so many different ones that at the end it was you know it was a success and we had a point exactly. so <laughs> but exactly. if it would have been if it would have been a success i i, I don't think i would have been sitting <laughs> yeah, here no, talking no. to you bro <laughs> you're not gonna talk about that one we out so did I, but let me tell you i don't think i remember like one that it wasn't not a, maybe not a success but no no maybe it's some blends that he didn't agree on but for example, the Oktoberfest was something else that he was he didn't agree on. And then my cousin DJ. I am DJ, so surprised by that. The Oktoberfest, no one else does an Oktoberfest cigar. No. But then that was like, at that time, TJ, Terrence Riley, that used to work with us, was my cousin. Um, is my cousin. Um, he was the one with the idea. He says, we have to come out for the season right. event and then just do the Oktoberfest. And then my is that what like, your dad didn't like about it? It's seasonal or what? Yeah, not the seasonal, just the idea of something new. So random, you know, like Oktoberfest. Oh, who knows about Oktoberfest and, you know, in the U.S. It's gonna... who, who knows about it? Pretty much the whole world celebrates yeah, but, it. Yeah, but the thing is like 10 years ago or whatever years ago, um, he wasn't that open-minded, sure. you know? 
he was more on the conservative side, just the regular sizes of the regular cigars. <laughs> and now and now we're coming up with this box with with you know like the beer mugs and and all the these keg. different names. It, yeah, the, the box looked like a the, little barrel of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were put on the boxes, and he was like, "You're not gonna do that? Are you insane? That looks terrible. No, you're not gonna sell one box of that." And then and then all these names like Uber and Das Boot and you know it's like I mean Bavarian <laughs> and right. then DJ came out with all these different names that that you go to oh, Germany no 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 you go to Germany and they probably would yeah, never German. make sense right. to them oh so it was for the US market and then and he's like you're I mean I, I think we ended up like convincing him but he wasn't convinced at all so we came to one of the PCAs at that time I just be our uh, and and it was a sort of success. And then this year we're celebrating the 10th year of Oktoberfest. So at the end, yes. <laughs> so I'm telling you, maybe he was like not convinced at the moment when we had the project, but then he kind of like put his foot down, and then we ended up, you know, being right. in a good pace and <laughs> a good path. I coveted some of those boxes because they're kind of like wine like when when they come out we'll with come a specific because exactly. it wasn't always the same blend every no, time no 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 it wasn't always a different blend but the one for this year the 10th anniversary one it's very very related to the first one we made in the first year yes so we kind of got back we went and back what year was to, that 2015 so 10 years ago so 11 okay 2011 2011 so like we came, we went we went back to the roots yeah you you have it there i brought you yeah, yeah so it says like 10th anniversary and everything i love it yeah yeah i think that was the one that i was chasing that did the band change every year yeah the band changed every year but i think like um for the last four years or three years we used like the one on top and then this year we just put the 10th anniversary one yeah great cigar went great with Oktoberfest well, beer too. Sorry, that my dad and I quote because if not, I'll get in trouble. Um, it's the best one so far. So this one. The, the, the Go the out and get your Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Tenth anniversary. Oktoberfest. Tenth anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Exactly. Don't say that five times fast. Tenth anniversary. Yeah. I love it. I know. He says it's the best one out so, so far. Some, so. so something he didn't think would succeed, succeeded. succeeded. And then and at the end, he had to, when we came out with all these different crazy ideas, he was like, okay, fine. Don't even tell me about it. <laughs> it softened the blow of like other unique projects. Yeah. Like the Heisenberg. That was something else. Exactly. I love that cigar. Yeah. The shape. Yeah, it was like these different shapes. Capone yeah, style. Yeah, very yeah. like. A uh, very trumpeted yeah, looking yeah. cigar. I loved it. Yeah, that was another teacher. It was like a idea. box press trumpeted yeah, torpedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't make them anymore, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i asking you personally now to come back with that cigar. Okay. I will, I will that take that. shape, everything. You guys still have the molds for that? Yeah, 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 of course. Make a blend. I love that shape. I will, we'll, it's so we'll unique. do. We'll do, we'll do. Oh, it's awesome. And, and you then had I'll to, send you the first ones. <laughs> please do. And you had to put the cigars every other upside oh, yeah. down. One because to of the one how side and the other one to the other side. That cigar was yeah, it wouldn't yeah, fit in a box in a nicely. Box. You had to totally. every other. It was awesome. And the story behind it was even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody knows what the blend yeah, is embrace, all Embrace, embrace uh, uncertainty. Yeah. Embrace the idea that you have no idea. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. And don't even ask me about the blend because right. you're not going to get it. 
So what is the blend? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mind is not working well. <laughs> I gotta ask, how are you similar to your dad? Anything, one particular thing stick out that you're like, yeah, this I got this from my dad. Very perfectionist. Perfectionist. Yes. And very, you know, like I'm always on time, you know, like. Really? Yeah. That's uh, that's not Dominican. Not on time. Ah. I was even late for this interview, so I apologize. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I was here like 20 minutes behind. Yeah, exactly. Before. You were here early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like on time and he's always on time, too. He's like. You know, and like we're going to the airport, it's like four hours before because if not, we'll get nervous. We're very similar on those. Um, I do like that airports. Yeah, I rather get there early. early. Cause I don't you never like know. rushing. Yeah, and I don't like, like I put like to come here. I had my alarm and a snooze. It's like twelve thirty alarm, and then a snooze ten minutes. Yep. And I'm here twenty backup, minutes before. <laughs> backup alarm to the backup alarm yeah. to the. I don't backup. think I, I I don't think I recall being late for any big event. Really? No. <laughs> so. <laughs> How are you totally different than your dad? I'm more, I'm very sensitive person. Sure. Like, um, and he's very strong. So sometimes I would be like crying. It's like, stop crying, you know? <laughs> That's for like, ugh. but I'm like that, you know. That's how I express my emotions. Exactly, and and it's uh, for me, it's not even good or bad. It's just right. it is this is the way it is. And if you'd like so that, you're you like that, you release energy. Exactly. So I'm very very sensitive, and then he's very 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 like strong, and um, he's very hard like hearted, <laughs> and I'm very like, you know like. Uh, sensitive heart hearted I guess sure. Sure. I don't know how you call it in English delicate yeah 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 but I guess it's it's a girl thing <laughs> I love it well no it's just anybody right anybody yeah. can be sensitive but, but now but then throughout the years if I cry now he's like it's fine with it he's yeah, like he's he used to it he's like alright she's like, just doing her like thing she'll be back in 20 know. minutes <laughs> she'll be she'll be back in two minutes <laughs> yeah it's fine so I have to say, you know, being, I mean, your title is key account director, brand ambassador, shareholder, whatever you want to say there. But I think one of the things that I picked up on is like this idea of being a brand ambassador because your brand is your name. Like I you know, said earlier, I know. Are you really feeling like you're, I think Americans have a different perspective of brand ambassadors. Do you really feel like a brand ambassador? Or do you just feel like you're carrying on what your family's always done. Yeah, that's what that's what I feel like. It's like the passion and the history, you know, behind my name is something that I that I'm responsible for and that and that life gave me that opportunity because I was born in this family. And at the end, I'm so proud of it and of what my ancestors have made throughout all these years that I I wouldn't have I can't see myself without being here. Right. You know, and like now with all, with all these social media, I'm like more active on it and, and I'm more like um, committed to it and I'm loving it. You know, it's awesome. It's, it's like, let me tell you, I'm not I don't love these interviews, but I think I'm starting to love, love Good. it. Good. <laughs> well, this one she likes, folks. That's a home run. I know. It's like I get I'm really nervous like before. But then once with like once when I started and I'm like, well, it's not that bad at all. No, we're just talking. <laughs> Exactly. Learning about the Casada exactly. brand. In the kitchen, like you said. Yeah. We're in the kitchen, having a good conversation. Exactly. Cigar. Cigars. I don't have coffee. Yeah. I do. I mean, if you want one. Water. <laughs> There's water. What do you think makes your perspective unique 
and bringing something new to the Casada name? I think something that my father always said that I that I grew up with listening to others is like quality and consistency all the time. I mean, you really have to work hard on that with our products. Something that you have maybe smoked 10 years ago that you smoke it now, and if it's the same brand, you resemble to it and it's right. the same thing, you know? You it's connected like, to that. Exactly. It's not like, like the oh, exactly. You. Like, oh, I, I maybe last year I smoked one and then I'm smoking now and it doesn't make any sense. It's like something that you really have to work hard. And, and I remember like, you know, working in a cigar factory, you have to see like there's three turns to one uh, cigar and then that the head is like perfectly made. And then when they draw, they draw perfectly. And then when they and then when you smoke the ash, you know, like so many details that he always like really, really pushed so hard on us that for me, like that quality and that consistency is like very, very branded on the Casada name and also like the way that we make our clients feel at home. I mean, Michael is right. like a perfect example of it. Michael comes to our factory and it's like his home, you know? Yep. He knows everybody. He knows the cigar makers by their names. And, you know, it's just like he goes around everywhere. He knows where this is and that is. And where the rapper is being like classified, the lady has been there for 20 years, all that, you know? It's like, we make people feel at home and that's very important because you really want to come back. Right. And Michael always wants to come back. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to live there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Dominican, my American brother and I'm, and I'm Dominican right. sister. <laughs> so that's something that is really important. When you came to Boston to go to school, did you ever lie to anyone on what you did or what your family did or if they ever asked? <laughs> I don't think they they were aware of it. No. I mean, now, like, my friends, they, even, like, one of my friends that, like, texted me yesterday and was like, bring me those cigars because I'm going to see her now in Miami after here. She's like, bring me cigars. You never, ever, like, you know, showed you us. You never around exactly. cigars. And now it's like they're so, you know, it's right. they're not well known. And, like, bring me some because I want to try. I want to smoke with you. You know, so it was kind of so a, when you went to college, you weren't the, the no, cigar let me tell you, smoking so I, friend. No, but I worked at, at a cigar store when I and like in my uh, hours that I yeah. didn't go to school, and and people will come in and buy cigars, and they didn't even know I was like Raquel Casada. My dad made that. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, I really love these, and I'm like. Oh, really? Oh, I hope you enjoy them. Interesting. <laughs> so I worked there for a few years and, and it was and then but then eventually they realized it, you know, because sure. like maybe my dad was in the cigar for tonight or whatever or in a magazine or I was in it, too. And then they resembled it and then they came back. It's like, oh, you, you, you yeah. know, you never told me <laughs> you, you were mean. <laughs> so at the end, yeah, it was so tough, but it was fun. getting your friends into cigars. No, not, not at that time. I mean, they knew that, like, my close, close friends, maybe, yes, but not the other ones that Well, then were you're not lucky, because then I'm sure a lot of people have been like, hey, bring cigars to the party Yeah, next to time. the party. I get that a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> let me tell you, you sometimes, I, like, I don't even have one, the ones, because I forget, or maybe at the, at the minute of it, I don't have them to hand out, and they're like, Raquel, where are the cigars? You're and I'm like, cigars. oh, my God. <laughs> You're supposed to be the one that yeah, has no carrying all of them. <laughs> yeah. 
You're gonna have but to bring now, a suitcase. But now I'm like always on top of it. It's like the cigars, the cigars, more the cigars. Cause you know, like I never carry them and now I, 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 I should. It's that brand ambassador coming out I know, out of you. I was like, more the cigars, like exactly. So now I do. <laughs> but how do you escape? What are, What is your favorite thing to do to escape and just do you? Well, <laughs> to get away from that, you know, hectic day-to-day thing, I I dance a lot. I was telling you about it. And yeah, it's dance VXN. VX, it's like a dance, yeah. It's a VXN dance. It's similar to Zumba, but you work harder and dance more. It's like more specific It's moves. supposed to be for exercise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To get totally. your heart rate out yeah, yeah, yeah. and have fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just get away from the day-to-day, you know, stress and all that. And, and this can be seen on Instagram, folks. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. Oh, that's out of bag secrets. It's like me dancing. <laughs> My dad's the other day it's like i saw you dancing raquel what what were you doing <laughs> and i was like oh my your god your dad said this yeah because he's in he's on instagram too so he follows me and then i'm dancing and then he's like and then he clicks on on i like you know it's really funny it's like manolo casada just yeah, like just like <laughs> that your dance really dad you like that <laughs> yeah and i also like i love the beach and in dominican republic sure. you have like the best beaches yeah. so and then i'm always on the golf course all the time. Do you golf as well? No, I'm really bad. You just at like it. to be there to support yourself. Yeah, and you know, I'm really good on on the scores and the techniques and everything. You know, I know which like uh, Paul to, to use or which one in the on the yard. Caddy. Yeah, I could be his caddy. He wants me to be his caddy, but I don't know there if I can like you know do the bag. <laughs> we'll get you an electronic cart. Oh, you? They're not allowed. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've caddied for him and a few like times, but it's tough it, because you walk like ten kilometers in one, and then sometimes it's like four days and three days. So I I've done it for one day, but um, I'm not. Another cigar rep was telling me he tried to caddy for one of his buddies. It's tough. And the guy was like, "So how far are we to the pin?" And he was kind of like, "Well, I don't know, like 150 yards." And like the caddy next to him was goes. We're 168 yards. Like he had paced it out. I was like, I was like, whoa. whoa. It's tough. These guys know every inch of that. I know, no, no. My son, he has like a little like notebook over here. Yeah. With all the holes and and the and you know the the where breeze. he likes to hit yeah, it and yeah, yeah. where it's, the breast approaches yeah, yeah, and how yeah. far out and what club and he's going to use on that and the, um, if it's it. against it or or if with it's, the wind against with the wind, the wind against it or if it's like. Does all that, that stuff factor into the swing? Do you yeah, think yeah, yeah, all yeah. of it matters? It, it, everything matters. And let me tell you, for me, it was at the beginning because I don't play and I tr- I've tried. But I'm really good in sports, but I can't play golf for the world. And I've tried and I try. And he knows that I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And I can't. Um, it's so frustrating for me at the beginning because, like, one, I mean, you could be 17 holes, you're doing great. And then the last one, you do one shot and it, damages the whole day it's for me super psychological oh my god no it's all psychological yeah. if your brain is not where it has to be you're not gonna do the first it's like hole. sitting at the coloring table ah, for eight exactly. hours <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah, exactly you're like what is going wrong but then wow. so that's what i enjoy the most pretty much <laughs> you like the dancing you like the beach get away yeah, from it all little, get a little yeah. reprieve and just be uh, after my son all the time I, I think i know all the golf courses um around dominican republic and then people think i'm just having fun at the beach and i'm like 
no. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even go to the beach. Right. <laughs> I'm on the golf course. Because the thing is, like, it's five six hours in the call, and then when he's done with um with the tournament that day, and then he goes to the driving range, and he and I and I always I like to be there with him. So I go to the driving range, and he just like, you know, shoots 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 until seven o'clock at night, and we just go to bed because we're we're exhausted. Yeah, there's no time for fun. No, no, no. So they're very, very exhausted. I I asked you what your favorite quote was, so I'm going to read it. It's very good. Grow do, growth doesn't come with a single action. It's a consequence of persistence, courage, and hard work. So my question to you is, how are you persistent? Never giving up. Never give up. Never give up. Always there on the battle and the battle and just giving the best of me for this to be the perfect one. I love it. Appreciate it. What are we smoking today? Oh, we're smoking a 1974, uh, Casada 1974. This is a new size for the show. Okay. It's a six by 52 Toro. Um, this uh, blend, I don't know, I'm enjoying it a lot. I love this blend. It's very smooth, very, had a lot of complexity. Very smooth. Very... It's not It's not mild, but it's not strong. It's more than no, medium No, I give too. this to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I would if you, have a box of this. I mean, if you exactly, if you if you're starting, it's great, and if you're uh, if you're good, if you've been smoking for a whole a long time, it's also good because you you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah. Either way, so it's got um, Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers and binders, and it's an Ecuador Cameroon wrapper. Ecuador Cameroon. Yeah, it's like a Cameroon seed in Ecuador. Yeah, we just buy it from. Do you know? No, we don't grow. We don't grow wrapper. Right. Well, we grew wrapper to one year, like 2018, in Havana 2000, but that's been for a specific project that we have um, coming up. Coming along. Oh, so. like in 2017, <laughs> you said you. It's 18. 18. We, yeah, so we're grew letting wrapper. it there and. Um, for a project that's coming up. You heard it here first on yes, Box Press. Yes. I get the story. I get. You get, I get the. It. I get the, it out. The, the first news. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so you. we're working on that, but I love it's it. still our baby. So is there a big difference between African Cameroon and Ecuadorian Cameroon wrapper? Or do well, you maybe that yeah, just a taste. You know, depending on the blend that you're working on, then could you your use. Dad t- could your dad blind sample it and be like, yeah, that's yeah, that's, Ecuadorian, that's African. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was the other day telling somebody I haven't blind tasted him in a few years, so I'm in a few months or years, and I'm gonna do that again. Good. The Cameroon would be like, let's see, Dad, what do you we're know? G- yeah, or or Where's something. Where's this Cameroon coming from? Or just like a new seed that we're working on, and see like if he's like so good at it now than before. Can he? And I'll trick him. Can he taste the priming level of it too? Like the quality um, level or more just... No, it's uh, more general, I would okay. say. Just more like just the, the region and, and yeah, the Yeah, the regions. Yeah, yeah. And the different countries. Yeah. So. I love it. I know. I, I'm, I'm not that good at it, but <laughs> he's really good at it. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not it easy. Takes a lot of, it takes a lot of um, years and, and knowledge. and Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Amazing. Raquel, I appreciate it so much. Oh my God, I've had so much fun, Rob. I'm so glad you had fun and you weren't nervous. This is super easy. I, I, well, I, I hope it 
it's um, giving you the, all the expectations you have. Absolutely. <laughs> Great stories. Learning more about you. Thank you. Quesada Cigars. I'm really, really We appreciate thanks, you guys thankful. very much for always. Yeah, a lot of gratitude towards yes. you. and um, Appreciation you're... all around. I'm a, I'm a fan. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. As always, here's another episode of Box Press. If you need more Casada cigars, ask your retailer. Go to casadacigars.com. Yes, Casada Find out where to get them. And my Raquel Casada official on Instagram. Ra- Raquel, Raquel Casada official. official on Instagram. Follow Casada yes. Cigars. They have new stuff coming up. You heard it here first. They've never made wrapper. And they gone ahead and made it in 2018 coming up for a new blend in the future. We don't know when. Stay tuned. Thank Appreciate you. It.